What's up, nerds and dorks? This is Resident Daryl with a very special announcement. Tricky Mick came to me begging and pleading. He said, great one, Proven Gamer Podcast Champion. Resident Daryl, please assist me, bail me out, help me in these hard times. Come in here and edit Trophy Horse for me. Please, I will give you anything and I will do anything for you. And I said to him, I said, you know what, Tricky Mick, I might be able to do that. So here I am, coming in clutch, as the kids say these days, to help a fellow trophy whore in need. And the only thing I ask in return is that you all take a moment after you've listened to this wonderfully edited, beautiful piece of podcast gold, is that you go to the Trophy Whores Facebook group and you address Tricky Mick, a.k.a. Michael Miller, and you say, hey, Tricky Mick, read Resident Daryl's trophy count on the show. And while you're at it, be sure to check out Proven Gamer's flagship show, PG Spoilers, the only podcast on the network with PG in the title. And now that we got the important matters out of the way, enjoy Trophy Whores, episode 403, edited by Resident Daryl. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick. Alex, I yield to no one. Steve. Resident. Daryl. And Troy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 403 with your host, Alex, as well as my partner in crime, I Yield to No One. You know, everybody, it's glad to be back. Football season has started. So it's, and it's you good. put a whooping on Homer this week in fantasy football, which must I, make you feel good. I put It does, for two reasons. One, I put a whooping on Homer. Two, the last couple of years of fantasy football, my team has gotten off to a very poor start. And I make a charge at the end of the year. I make I'm, I've done some good trades and pay attention to the waiver wire. And I've always made a charge at the end of the year. So I was really focused this year on, you know, I need to get out the gate. And I was a a twenty point, fifteen, twenty point underdog. But here's the thing that yield about fantasy football is it's so luck based, especially with injuries. Even if you come out of the gate hot, you just never know what's going to happen with your team. Well, and and that is true. And I I am fully anticipating for all the high points that I had this week that it's not going to happen next week. So I'll take it because it's really nice and it makes me seem like a really smart person because I played everybody that had big games. Well, most everybody that had big games, but, yeah. but I mean, it, the the best part about it is if you get bragging rights over your brother, because with all, like, the Mario Kart and the Mario Party and, you know, everything you will have played together, each little victory you can notch, even, in, you know, in your 30s, is still worthy of it's, bragging oh, about. It's absolutely worth bragging about. I, I, I called him, oh, when my one receiver went off, I gave him a call, and this pie wasn't even by 2 o'clock, and I'm like, yeah, your team's pretty much done already. 
I want to get off the football because this is a video game podcast, but I will say yes. that it's especially sweet beating Homer because he is an Ohio State fan, and I know that you probably are somewhat of an Ohio State fan being from Ohio. Oh, I'm a, I'm a big Ohio State fan. I'm just not the obnoxious Ohio State fan. Uh, but, you know, I like Homer a lot, but just Ohio State fans in general, like, they just so annoying. They were named, Homer posted something where they were named the most annoying fans in the country, or at least in, in, in NCAA football. Yeah, I saw that. He's probably right. So that is your football talk for this week. We're going to issue the rest of that for the rest of the episode. And we're not going to talk about Madden or anything. We're just going to talk about PlayStation video games. And, you know, I, I was wondering, you know, the, if I hope you all enjoyed last week's fireside chat with Tricky and Daryl. I don't really know why they didn't just call it Trophy Horse episode 403 and this would be 404. I mean, it's not like we haven't recorded a two-man show before. That's true. I, I, I But hey... But we're back after a couple weeks. We hope you enjoyed that little offshoot episode last week that Tricky and Daryl did. But uh, yeah, we're here to talk some news and some trophies. So let's give you our updated trophy counts. Tricky Mick is level 47. Total trophy count of 11,211. That was surprisingly hard to say with all the ones and the two in the middle. With a platinum count of 179, which although I saw Tricky said something about 184. Oh, he, pro- he probably has something he hasn't synced up yet. Just, yeah, just he, like he, he was, he was bragging on the the Facebook group about a platinum that he got that was like fifty percent like common platinum trophy. It's like, dude, really? Is that what we're bragging about now? Yeah, I, I like your post, your response to that. It was a gif of Bugs Bunny doing like the the flex, and his muscle like droops down like a soggy noodle. That was that was awesome. It was the perfect way, perfect response to anything that Cherokee posted, trying yes. to brag about a crappy platinum. Uh, I am level 31 with a total trip count of 6,914 and a platinum count of 102 in 101 games. Steve is level 16 with 2,193 total trophies and 11 platinums. And Sid is level 39, total trophy count of 9,168 and a platinum count of 168. Total trophy count of 9,168, platinum count of 168. That works out pretty well. Now, Yield? Yeah. Let make you go last because, as always, as is tradition, you read your own damn trophies on this show. I do. And I am a level 28 with a trophy count of 5875 and a platinum count of 91. Yield, when was the last platinum you got? Days gone. When it, was that? Was that a while ago? Uh, see. It was probably July. And was that, that was the first platinum of the year you got, right? Because you talked about you weren't going to hit your goal of uh, a platinum a month this year. No, I think Days Gone was my second platinum of the year. I don't remember what my first one was. I'd have to actually Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I'm not talking shit because the last platinum I got was God of War, which is a while ago. No, that's absolutely fine. I, once World of Warships Legends came out, I've been kind of playing that a lot, and then Wreckfest just came out, so yeah, I've I'm. Well, well, hell, that's the perfect segue. How's Wreckfest yield? I absolutely love it. Um, I had it. I I had an issue shortly after launch, or the, the first couple days after launch. I I really love the game. It, it, the the realism of the cars falling apart and. If you're like super aggressive, unless you've got your car armored up, if you're super aggressive, you could you lose wheels, 
which then kind of hurts, you know, in essence hurts you. But the load times in between matches or races, it kind of deterred from the game. The races themselves were fun. They were inventive. The tracks were awesome. But it was just, you would you would load in. You would do your three to, I think the longest race I've had is 12. So you do your three to a 12-lap race. Anywhere from just being a one-off race to, let's say, like a three-segment heat race. So you would do any of those anywhere from three to 12 laps. And then there was a low time back out. And then you would pick your next derby or race you would want to do. And then there was a low time back into it. And it's just like, okay. But they that was addressed by the fans. And by the end, I think it was by the third day, they've had, they had a patch out to speed up load times. And I think they've done two patches since then. And it's, that was a, an issue with Crash Team Racing, where the, I mean, it still is, but there's a lot of load times in that game. Now, if you get on a track once it's been loaded up and you hit retry, it'll load up right away. But going from track to track and like going, like even in between online races to get to like the, the pedestals, um, or the pedestals where everyone's standing, like the winner circle, yeah. it's, I mean, the load times are pretty, pretty rough in Crash Team Racing. Yeah. Well, they've addressed the load times for. For the game. I haven't jumped online yet. I'm just having fun just going through the, the career mode and smashing cars. And I will say that the much like the original Borderlands, which had Cage the Elephant as its like overlaid theme song for the commercials, yeah. these, the commercials for Wreckfest and the song that they picked are like perfect for that game. Oh, the, the soundtrack for the game is pretty good. It, it's kind of, you know, heavy metal-ish, and it works really well with the game. I one of my favorite tracks is the one that's got the the loop de loop in it. Yeah, for a game like this, where it's all about adrenaline and racing, you want something like with a heavier soundtrack. You don't want like Tiffany's. I think we're alone playing in the background no. while you're 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 racing and crashing into things. No, you definitely don't want that. But no, soundtrack's good. Games games excellent. It's really fun. After I played, I don't know. I might have gotten through the first section of career mode. And I'm just like, man, I'm not doing. I'm like, you know, I'm sm- I'm slamming into cars. There are some cars wrecking. I'm whooping everybody for the most part, except for when I I make a mistake and wrecked myself, and then had to try to make a comeback from the back of the pack. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take this the the damage, and I'm gonna go from normal, and I'm gonna go to real. And yield how e- how easy is it to get from the back to the to front of the pack? Uh, most of the cars that I've unlocked, it's, it's, it's not overly hard. So I need to crank up the, it, it, it's not really, it's really, it's not overly hard until you get to the A-class cars because they're way fast and they're really light or they're not armored very well. So it doesn't, you can't be aggressive or, you know, you can't beat and bang with an A car as you can with a C car because... You know, they're just, they're they're lightweight. They're, they're built for speed. They're not built for, you know, beating and banging. So you have to attack it a little differently, you know. So I, I, I've cranked up the damage to real 
And I've thought about cranking. I might go, when I go back through and play through the season again, I'm going to crank the difficulty up. Right now, I'm just playing on normal. And I've had some races where I wrecked out. Lost both my front tires or was too aggressive and lost all my hit points. And I finished, you know, finished the race in 13th. I've also had races where everybody wrecked but me. And I'm the lone guy out there making the last few laps. You know, I think, Yield, that you might want to jump on that online somewhat soon because that's the game I could see the online community drying up real quick. Yeah, probably. Well, I hope not. But th- there is a possibility that once the the ooh and the, the pretty wear off that everybody will go off to other things. But other well, than I'm that, glad that uh, that you've been having fun with the Wreckfest. Anything else? I've been just playing. I've been playing some World of Warships. I uh, kind of have have slacked off over the last couple of days because I was. Well, yeah, because you've been playing Wreckfest. Well, I've been playing Wreckfest. They had that hunt for the Turpets, which was a tier six German battleship. So I was trying to get that over Labor Day weekend. I fell behind the three levels a day that you have to get to get it in the 35-day time frame that you can get it. I'm way behind now, so I've just kind of just been like, eh. And I've dove back into Wreckfest and a little bit of uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Very nice. My playtime has a lot of, well, they've just started a new Grand Prix, the third Grand Prix in the Crash Team Racing set of Grand Prix. Uh, this one is the Spyro and Friends, so Spyro the Dragon finally comes to Crash Team Racing. So I've been playing a lot of that. I'm pretty close. I'm in the gold tier. I'm pretty close to getting the, the highest reward, so I'm, uh, I'm going to finish that off pretty quickly. I've bought most of the big ticket items in the pit stop, so doing pretty well on that. Unlocked all the skins for all the new characters, so doing pretty well. And uh, with any extra time that I've had not playing that, I've been playing Hungry Shark World. From uh, Ubisoft, Yield, have you ever seen, heard of, or played Hungry Shark? No, I haven't. I have seen it. You've been playing it, but I have not seen nor heard of it. It's basically the exact type of game that it should be. Like, if you're playing a shark, this is the kind of game you want to play. It's basically like getting like the highest score you can in multipliers by eating things. Uh, fish, other sharks, turtles, whales, um, people, uh, destroying helicopters, destroy- destroying submarines eating jellyfish, basically, like, all these different things, like, that you can eat and, like, just chain together to make a giant combo, like, on some levels I'm scoring, like, I think I just scored over 4 million in, uh, the Pacific Islands section of the game today, which is my, my new high score there, but, I mean, it's a ton of fun, like, it's kind of mindless fun, because you're just swimming around munching on things, but as you progress through the game, game, you start out with, like, a poor, a poor beagle, like, a really small shark, you go to, like, a blue shark, and then by the end, you have, like, Great White, Megalodon, like, all these other giant sharks. So basically, you're basically going up the shark food chain and unlocking bigger and better sharks as you go, and the game just gets more fun, and it gets easier to score all these points with the bigger shark you have, because with the biggest sharks, you can just eat giant jellyfish, and you can just eat people in, like, one bite. Um, you can destroy helicopters much easier. So it's just a, an intensely fun game, as is, but when you get the bigger sharks, it's a lot more fun. Can it's you- mission-based. So for every shark, you have to do like 10 missions in different areas of the world. So it's a really fun game. And I got it for five bucks during a sale. Oh, that's even better. Can you eat a submarine? 
you can't. You can you can make it explode. Oh, you can make and it you explode. can you can make. Uh, I mean, there's all these different buffs too. Like along the way, you can buy like little small helper friends, like smaller sharks, baby sharks to help you. You can also um, buy like weapons and like pieces of clothing to buff your shark to make it uh, a stronger, like have a stronger. Uh, do stronger damage, have a bigger bite radius, have more health, have your health drained uh, slower because you have to keep eating because if you don't keep eating, your health drains and eventually, obviously, you lose all your health, you're done and you, you know, but it's basically just playing quick successive rounds, trying to do all these objectives. Like I said, there's 10 per shark um, and, you know, there's a lot of challenge in the game. You think that you get a great white shark and you're just going to dominate everything. Well, no, not really. There's, there, you know, there's, like I said, there's submarines to shoot missiles, there's divers with spear guns, there's other sharks that can bite you, so uh, there's a lot to the game. Surprisingly, it's surprisingly simple, but also surprisingly, there's a lot. It's a lot deeper than you would think, but it's it's a ton of fun. I would recommend it to anybody. I'll have to keep an eye out for it. It's I Shark like- Week every week. I'm I'm sure. It's, I think the game's been out for a while, so it's probably a bargain buy, even not on sale. I I, I like mindless mindlessly fun video games. If you have played a recently very tough game and you just want a game where you can swim around and munch on things and score a lot of points. Basically like Pac-Man with a shark. Ooh. This is, I mean, this is perfect. I like it. And a lot of people will probably like to hear that Telltale Games, which unfortunately we all thought, you know, we had unfortunate news last year that it was being shut down and, you know, all the people within there were losing their jobs, which is never a good thing. But Telltale Games is being revived. Now, uh, the story that we have here comes from Colin Campbell at Polygon. And so basically what has happened is that a company called LCG Entertainment has purchased its the assets of Telltale Games, and they are uh, – the new studio, the new Telltale is going to be headed up by Jay, uh, a couple guys, Jamie Ottilly and Brian Waddle. And from what I understand from this article, uh, they are offering like temp uh, part-time jobs to former Telltale workers with the potential to have full-time jobs in the future, but what I'm gathering is that the staff for the new Telltale games, aside from like the freelance roles that they have for for the uh, the once workers from the old Telltale, is that a lot of these people are going to be new workers. Like it's not going to be the same old staff that it was before. No, that that's what I gathered from it. I'm I'm, I'm really ex- happy in the sense because of of some of the uh, rights. That they were able to purchase? Yeah, well, I mean, they have back catalog rights to the Wolf Among Us and Batman. Yes. And and uh, apparently full rights to Puzzle Agent. Now, what I gleaned from that is back catalog means that they can, I guess, sell any of the games that have already been made under those licenses. Whereas with, if they own the full rights to, say, Puzzle Agent, they can make sequels. So I don't think this, I think this means we're not going to see a Wolf Among Us sequel. Although they are evaluating potentially, um extending and relicensing properties that they were working on before. Yes. It, um, the ones that they weren't, hold on here. I got it. Boom. So like I like we were saying, they got, they got Batman, Wolf Among Us and puzzle agent. Uh, the walking dead skybound owns and the, the properties of like uh, Minecraft went back to Microsoft Marvel, of course, anything Marvel went back to Marvel. 
Oh, the, um, and then, uh, the Stranger Things game they were working on, the, revi- the rights reverted back to Netflix, so they will yes. not be making a Stranger Things game. Exactly. So if you were hoping for one of those games, unfortunately, those rights went back to those that owned them. But for someone like me who was looking forward to The Wolf Among Us 2, there's still hope. Yeah, and one of the things they talked about is that they are going to, uh, they're, what they want to do is they want to look at evolving the episodic model. And one of the quotes uh, from Audelie was, we will probably keep the concept of episodes, but with different pacing. This is a different world. From a media consumption standpoint, we need to look at how people like to entertain themselves. I like the idea of binge-watching. So if you're, we're talking about binge-watching, my guess is that they would just release, if they're, they're going with that model or they're talking about binge-watching, they're going to release all the episodes at once. So they're yeah. not going to do like the once a month or once every two months like Telltale did. Yeah, which... I guess I can understand that because I was the one always that I would wait until all the episodes were released and then pick up the season pass. So that way, when I would play the first season if or play the first episode, if I wanted to dive into the second one, I could. I didn't have this, oh, now I got to wait two months. Yeah, and... You know, like we said before, they, they kind of want to pick up some of the stories or they, they're looking into picking up some of the stories and some of the games that uh, Telltale finished, but that there's more room to tell even more story. And uh, Audley said, we're still evaluating, but we definitely want to continue some of those stories. And then, of course, it goes into the fact that Walking Dead won't be one of those because Skybound now owns that. As long as, I guess, people are – that series was finished, people will be happy about that. So that's not necessarily as big of a loss as, say, The Wolf Among Us, which had a planned sequel, which we're – may not get unless they decide to continue that story and pay for licensing rights again. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to hear that telltale is, is back and they're looking to, you know, do things a little bit differently, not make some of the same mistakes that the original telltale made, because obviously, you know, we've talked about it on the show before where they, how they kind of overexpanded and just took on too much, especially in the world of licensing. It can get really expensive really fast, especially with how many games they were working on at one point. Well, yeah. And I was, um, how do I want to put this? I was, I was excited when I heard this, that, that they were coming back, that they were going to offer jobs to, you know, a lot of the lower employees kind of attempt to hire type or freelance to hire. I shouldn't say attempt to hire freelance to hire positions and, any of like the exact, basically, I kind of took from the from an RL of this article or another article that I read. But basically, like any of the execs that they felt was part of the problem, they were like, you know what, we were we're having, we're not even talking to them. I know that the article I believe says that they talked to some, have reached out to some of the managers, and have talked to some of them. So I'm like, that's cool, but I'm I'm also a little concerned of of how he kind of like, well, I want to go in a new direction. I liked what Telltale was doing, and I feel if you, I'm not saying change is bad, but if the formula ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, I'm totally, I'm down for them releasing all episodes at once. Well, I am too. Allowing you to binge watch. I think that's, you know, that'd be uh, like the preferred way to go for me. I don't think they're going to do anything radically different. I think they're going to be more fiscally intelligent because like we said, I mean, telltale, like there were a lot of errors there and the company made really good games and they reviewed really well, but the strategy 
that the managers and the the brass at the top took was just terrible. Like it was so mismanaged. So uh, the only part about this that feels really hollow to me is that the the original people who worked on Telltale or Telltale are getting freelance positions, and you know they may work their way into full time positions, which is great to hear. But it it's Telltale in a name, and they may continue some of the properties. But it's really not any of the same people working there, and it, it, that kind of makes it feel a little hollow, to be honest. Okay, I I see what you're saying, and I uh, well, I also understand that LCG Entertainment, like they have their own workers already, they have their own employees, so it's not like they can just shutter all of them and then bring in the old Telltale staff. So I get that. So um, I, I assume you know they're the having the expertise from those freelance workers will be really good, and I assume they're they've hired and they're getting you know bringing on as many of these people as they can. It just kind of sucks that everyone who worked for Telltale, which you know many of them may have already found homes at other development studios, it just kind of sucks that, that that core is not going to be brought back in its entirety. True. You know, it's nothing's confirmed, and we you know we talked about how they may continue stories. Apparently, Borderlands uh, 3, one of their writers, wants to write Tales from the Borderlands Season 2. Yay! Uh, Tales from the Borderlands was probably the Yield and I's favorite game that Telltale yes. did. Uh, it was it was very, very good. I, I, I like Tales from the Borderland better than Borderlands. The stories and the characters, it was all very engaging, very over-the-top, but still a lot of like heartfelt story beneath that, very witty and charming writing, very uh, like just great sharp wit, it funny, was, li- oh funny my liners in there. And then the, the pulp culture, the pulp, the pop culture that they, that they, weaved into there i was i i I loved it and like you said it 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 was it was funny it was heartfelt and it it was the first telltale game that i felt like my decisions actually mattered now whether or not that's true it, it made me feel like my decisions actually had consequences well, and here's here's one of the things I didn't know. Uh, well, I guess Borderlands Three doesn't come out until the twenty third of this month, but they bring some characters from Tales from the Borderlands into Borderlands Three. Yes, and the Tales from the Borderlands, even though it wasn't done by Gearbox, is the story there is considered canon in the universe. Uh, now, the information we're getting um, on the story comes from uh, Alicia Judge, uh, writer for IGN. So definitely go check out uh, her writing and the story that she wrote up. But, you know, this is, you know, Sam Winkler, who is one of the the, the writer who said this from Borderlands 3. Uh, this is very encouraging to hear, but how often do we hear something like this and nothing comes to fruition? Because obviously, this is not his decision. It's not even tied to Gearbox. And with Tales from the Borderlands or other properties, you know, being so in limbo because the company that is now Telltale doesn't even own the rights to it anymore. I mean, I guess Gearbox can always maybe decide to do their own Tales from the Borderlands. But the fact that there are so many things and pieces that need to happen and move into place for, for this to happen, uh, it's it's a nice idea, but it's kind of like almost like a far shot. Like it's a very slim chance of actually happening. Well, it is. And maybe but... I'm just a pessimist. Maybe I need to, to brighten my day yield. Maybe I need to drink some sun well, delight and brighten my day and just pep up a little bit. Well, but okay. it seems like the barriers for this to happen are just so great. It, it does. But here's what I take from it. So... So you've got the announcement that that you know a company I, f- I already forgot their name but 
you know, they, they, they bought the rights to Telltale. So in a sense, Telltale is coming back. Not in name, but in essence. Gearbox owns the rights to Tales from the Borderlands. One of their writers has come out publicly and has gone, Hey, I would like to pen Tales from the Borderlands 2. I absolutely loved Tales from the Borderlands. So, that right there to me is kind of a nudge. Not necessarily an invite, but a nudge to these new guys. Hey, listen. You want to do Tales from the Borderlands 2? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm open for it. And I'm sure Randy Pitchford and those at Gearbox would probably be like, you know what? Sure. Well, perhaps one of the most encouraging things is that Winkler himself said, I'm a diehard fan of Tales, and I inserted some winks and nods that are probably going to drive some fan wiki articles. So he's referencing Tales from the Borderlands in Borderlands 3, and you know, since it's all considered canon, like I love one of the things I loved about Avengers Endgame is that it had so many callbacks to all like the decade of movies that came before it. And I love when things like are self-referential and those little like nods to the past that they put in there because it's like okay these people care about these games they have been paying attention they know the story like those little details just kind of make my day yeah so it's i i they're they're it's not a sure deal i mean the the people who own you know the the rights to the telltale games might be like you know what thanks but no thanks but it's out there he wants to do it and like, and, like, and like you said, maybe Pitchford might go, you know what, we'll do our own thing. Maybe we can grab a few Telltale people and, hey, let's make this happen. Well, I would assume that since they've mostly dealt or pretty much all only dealt in licensed products, that all the, the licenses like reverted back to the original owners, so... I would assume that the rights to a lot of those games reverted back to, like, you know, Netflix with Stranger Things, the original company, like the, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I assume that game now rests with Marvel, and, and Marvel has the rights to that. Yes, that, that that was what an article that I read, was those games went back to their respective owners. So, uh, definitely an encouraging story. We would love to see Borderlands, uh, Tales from the Borderlands I, Season 2. I would definitely buy it, and it kind of one of the more frustrating aspects of Telltale shutting down on top of, you know, all the... Basically, like basically, um, the sadness or just kind of the general feeling of um, oh uh, melancholy. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Basically, it you know is terrible. It's bad enough that people got laid off and so many people over 200 people lost their jobs. But then you think of all the things they could have done and all the stories they could have told, even more in the Tales from the Borderlands franchise. Like that's that makes it even worse. That's just like a giant dog pile. Uh, and we definitely. Uh, you know, we said go to IGN, read the article uh, from Alicia Judge, but we also want to direct you, maybe even better so, to comicbook.com, which is where IGN got this story from. So, uh, original source being comicbook.com, go definitely go check out the story there uh, as well. Now, Yield, as elated as you are to hear that Telltale is being revived, in a manner of speaking, in a manner and speaking. that there is someone out there who wants to write a Borderland, Tales from the Borderlands Season 2, yeah. this news Woo! might be even... Better than that for you. Wait, should I, confirmed, should, should I be sitting down? 
I would hope you're sitting down to podcast because okay. I don't want you standing to podcast for 30, 45 minutes to an hour. That's just nuts. That is nuts. Cyberpunk 2077 is confirmed to have multiplayer. So They must have gotten one... it to work. Yes. Yes. So once again, Alicia Judge bringing us this news over at IGN.com. But the multiplayer mode, we know nothing about it. So don't get too hyped. Um, we still, all we know basically is that there will be multiplayer patched into the game at some point post-launch. So the game will launch with a single player focused strategy, but sometime after that we'll get a multiplayer mode. Of course, we talked on a previous episode how CD Projekt Red was doing R&D on the possibility of multiplayer to see if it would work. And now we get a note um, from Twitter. We get a message from CD Projekt Red. It says, until now, the only thing we had said about multiplayer was that it was in R&D. As we're getting closer to launching single player in Cyberpunk 2077 in April 2020, we'd like to confirm that multiplayer is in the works. If you feel like lending us your skills, apply. Uh, So obviously in that uh, tweet, they are recruiting. But it does confirm that, in fact, we will be getting multiplayer at some point in Cyberpunk 2077. And of course, your mind goes to... Hey, that sounds awesome. I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077 because it looks really pretty. But also, um, you would hope that CD Projekt Red has learned from the ills of the past and is not just shoving this in there for the sake of having multiplayer. Obviously, this wasn't in the works until they did some serious R&D on it. So they've thought about this. They've thought about its implementation and made sure it will work. But, you know, we definitely don't want Dead Space 3 on our hands again. No. So, you know, what, what does this do for your hype for the game? Do you see, I mean, it's obviously game mode dependent, but is this something that gets you even more excited or are you going to focus on, you know, the single player and then go after the multiplayer trophies and then not spend a ton of time in multiplayer? I, I will, I'm, I'm a story driven guy. So I'm glad in essence that the multiplayer, uh, okay, let me go back. I'm glad they did it in r and I'm glad that they said that, you know, we're going to try it. If it, if it works and we can make it and it feels like it fits in the game, then we'll do it. So I'm okay with the fact that they're adding it later. They're not trying to push it in or delay the game. So, so I, get, I get my single player experience, which I am thoroughly happy with because it seems like some games try to, like, like we said before, we shoehorn in a multiplayer experience. And then it kind of drags down the single-player experience. So I'm glad they're focused on the single-player experience. And then they're going to add in the multiplayer later, which means it won't mess with your Platinum. It'll just mess with your 100% completion. So I will probably dabble in the multiplayer, depending on game modes or how insane the trophies are. And we'll go that route. But I, it, it doesn't deter me. Or get me more excited because I'm just like, I I could care less. I want my single player. What if it's all the characters, what the multiplayer is all the characters in a Royal Rumble style wrestling match in a wrestling ring? Like what if that is the multiplayer mode? Ooh. Or what if it's like Worms? Like Worms Armageddon? Well then, you might have me then. What if the multiplayer mode is Wreckfest Season 2? Oh, well then we're good. Let's get it on. Yeah, I, I like the the conscious implementation of this, and them, you know, saying like they've got until February, you know, to get this in. But they're saying, hey, we're gonna finish what we have on our plate, and then after that, 
you know, we're going to implement multiplayer. I realize they're, you know, they're currently working on the multiplayer, but at the same time, it feels like they're going to, they've got a date set, but they don't want to try to just shove this in there before the, you know, the, the game goes gold, they're going to do it right. Yeah, they could very easily go, well, you know what? Yeah, we're going to add in multiplayer, so we're going to take that April 2020 release date, and we're going to push it to December of 2020. I was mistaken. I said February, April, so they've got a longer time. Yeah, so I mean, and and they could very easily do that. But, you know, they've come out, and they've been like, no, we're going to focus on single player. We're going to bring you multiplayer later. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It, 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 It feels like they're doing it right. And to be honest, like, when they release the game like that, it gives a chance for everyone to go through single player first and then hop into multiplayer later so you don't have the player base split between the people who just jump into multiplayer and the people who go the story route first. Yes. Which which I go story route first. Yes. I like the variety. I like the variety of this. Like, I like a delicious bag of fruity, multicolored gushers. It's all delicious. Delicious. Yo, do you remember Gushers, don't you? Yes, I do. I say remember Gushers like they're no longer around, like they don't sell Gushers anymore. No, they still do. I used to take them in my lunch. Even in high school, I would take them in my lunch. My only complaint was that they would stick together a ton, and they, you know, be kind of messy. But God, once you got them in your mouth, mm, they were tasty. That just sounded all kinds of wrong. Well, what's wrong, Yield, is that I don't know... You know, you better get to step in when it comes to your game plan, your back catalog, because yes. if you want to get done with everything before Cyberpunk 2077 comes out, you know, your Red Deads and your World of Warships, well, here's another thing to add to your stack. Days Gone, and this story comes from Adabankhurst at IGN.com, is getting a free update to include a new game like- plus Woo! on September 13th. Now, <sighs> the same day as Borderlands. Well, this is uh, 10 days before, right? The 23rd is when Borderlands 3 comes out, right? Is it? I don't know. I thought it was the 13th. I'd have to look at my res- my reserve receipt. All right. Well, I'll look, I'll look it up here on my phone real quick uh, when, you, when, you get to, when you get my question for this. Uh, but uh, quoting the article uh, announced by Days Gone game director Jeff Ross, this new game plus mode will allow players to replay Days Gone the, uh, with the advantage of previously earned weapons, bike upgrades, Nero boost, skills, recipes... Encampment trust and credits, collectibles, and trophy progress unlocked from the beginning. Uh, if you have the I'm Never Giving Up storyline on your save file, you can complete this new game plus on any difficulty level, including two new difficulty settings, Hard 2 and Survival 2. Gross. Ew. Yuck. That's not the quote. That's me saying that because the sound of playing Survival 2 sounds terrible. Well, it's fine until you go up against the Rager Bears. I'm running... From a bunch of freakers, okay? Why do I want to do that on an even harder mode? Why do we be even more freaked out? Well, that's that's because you can't just stand there and mow them down. That's easily. Well, tell you tell you what that 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 was some fun when you got yourself one of them big old assault rifles or or machine guns and the hordes coming at you and you're just holding your ground and you're just. Just mowing them down. Maybe a pretty big machine gun, probably attached to a tank. 
No, not quite that big, you know. You make sure your bike's behind you so you can grab ammo real quick and you just mow them down. I mean, dude, there's like a way. I've seen video of that from that game where it's just a tidal wave of freakers. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's an episode of Game of Thrones, like just a wave of undead. Pretty much. How, how is even one, how is an automatic weapon going to just mow them down? Well, you throw some napalm and how, you might run backwards a little bit. Damn, dude, is this guy carrying a storage locker on his back? You, apparently... Oh, I'm you've got a ni- you've got a nice crafting wheel that you can craft a makeshift napalm yes. bomb. Let me craft this Molotov cocktail while this while this wave of murder is coming at me at, at light speed. Yes, you put down some proximity mines and you just go to town, man. Right, it- take the higher take the higher ground, make them come uphill or cross a river. And you just mow them down. Sir, what you got to do is you got to bottleneck them. Get them in a small space, funnel them through and a small space too. so you can just throw that napalm at them and it takes them all out. They got nowhere to go. Yeah. And you also do that. So there are some areas where you do that. So this is a video game and I understand that there has to be some suspension of disbelief. So I will end my argument there. But I will say that one of the, uh, another exciting aspect of this news is that in this free update, there will be at least one new gun and one bike skin representing paying homage, if you will, to one of Yield's favorite game series. Anybody care to guess what it is? Warhawk? Okay. One by Ben Studio. Warhawk 2? There you go. No, Siphon Filter! Yes, the game that Yield predicts every year will show up at E3. And is and he will keep predicting until he's right! Until they put him in a casket. And bury him underneath or the that. ground with the worms and the dinosaur fossils. And it'll say on my tombstone, E3 next year. <laughs> yep, so... Siphon filter. So, Yield, are you going to go back and try to get these new trophies in Days Gone? You know, you know I, I think I will. I've been, I've been thinking about going back and, and trying the challenges for the, for the skins and stuff. Because even the challenges, they had their own set of trophies for it. And I thought, you know what, it'd be neat to go back and... And give them a try. I had, I, I have platinum the game. I had, I've gotten the best assault rifles. I really didn't go for the shotguns because with a horde beating down on you, I am not a. I, I want to keep distance with a horde beating down on me. So I went for you know the 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 big, basically almost Gatling gun, and I went with this you know the big assault rifle and the powerful handgun. So I've been thinking about going back and doing that. And I've, I kicked around the idea of playing like the, the harder difficulty on new game plus, but I, I may give survival to a shot. You know, let's be honest. You're just going in for the siphon filter gun. Yes. And this in the motorcycle skin. What if you have to beat the game on survival two to get the siphon filter gun? Well, hopefully I am skilled enough to do that. I imagine you'll you won't that it'll just be you'll be able to get it. You won't have to beat the game in order to earn it. It'd be kinda of one of those things that's just given to you. Or you find it at some point during the story. I would be okay with that. Alright, well there's a whole lot of positivity on this week's show, and uh with that we're going to do some housekeeping and clean this shit up. 
Yield, is there anything else you want to say before we get into our housekeeping? Let's clean this shit up. Had to steal my line. I did. I did. We are looking for some help. If you if are if you are a talented writer, podcaster, video editor, and news reporter, anything to do with a website or video game news reporting, please go to provengamer.com and click the help one tab at the top of the page. Do everything that Tricky set up for you, and he will get back to you as soon as possible. Again, if you're a talented writer, or podcaster, video editor, whatever, uh, we would like you to apply and join the Proving Gamer team. If you are on Twitch and you like to see other people play video games, how about you come over to the Proven Gamer channel and watch us play video games? Uh, the channel is twitch.tv backslash provengamer. If you want to get in touch with us, we have Twitter handles. There's the site at provengamer.com, or at provengamer.com, at provengamer. Yield is at I yield to no one. I am at Sonosaurus Rex. Tricky is at, is at Tricky Mick. Steve is at Batchild27. And Sid is at Sidderney. There's also the email if you want to get in contact with us. Trophyhors at ProvenGamer.com, as well as a phone number if you like clicking those little numbers on your phone. Yield, what's the phone number? 330-9. If you like what we do here on Trophy Horse, how about you check out some of the other podcasts on the Proven Podcast Network, including, as Daryl would like to call it, the flagship show on the network, PG Spoilers, where, you know, we talk about video games, movies, all this different type of media. Obviously, there are spoilers involved, so it's a discussion after you've either beaten the game, watched the movie, whatever. But if you've done that, go check out PG Spoilers and the newest episodes that we have out. I think Daryl posted quite a bit recently. He had to kind of shoot them out like a uh, t-shirt's out of a t-shirt gun because he kind of had slow-dripped it for a while there a little too much. So there should be a whole bunch of new episodes out for PG Spoilers. We've also got Nintendo Dual Screens with Steven and Andy, the Nintendo Focus podcast, where they do a lot of interviews with indie developers, as well as a more generalized podcast game stuff with joe and kalai where can you find these podcasts well you can find them on apple podcast as well as stitcher various podcast apps google play tune in and you can find nintendo dual screens and trophy horse on iHeartRadio and spotify we also have playstation 4 communities if you'd like to get in touch with us that way or join with us and share in the fun yield how about you share our playstation 4 communities so the site has one uh, Proven Gamer. The show's got one. T-Dub's Brothel. Because Shuhei won't let us say horse no matter how we've tried. And I've got one called the Platinum Guild where you can come and post your latest Platinum. You know, I used... I know that uh, Tricky used to make fun of you for the way you said Sh- uh, Shuhei Yoshida. But, like uh, a submarine missile, a U-boat missile into the side of a battleship that sinks it, you've been hitting it every time lately. I have been. Yield, I'm working on my World of Warships lingo. How am I doing? You're doing well. Yeah, except for they probably don't make U-boats anymore, and that was kind of a German thing. Well, that U-boats was a German thing, and uh, they there are not submarines in World of Warship Legends, although in the PC version in World of Warships, I believe they are starting to put in submarines. So maybe at some point there will be U-boats in Legends. By the way, we it's, it's all good. Well, hopefully once they implement that submarine, you don't have to find a giant squid. That would be bad. Release the Kraken! Well, we all know how that goes. You lose your captain when you have to, to get the, the giant squid tentacles off of your, your, your Nautilus. You'll, you, you get that reference, don't you? Somewhat, yes. Please tell me I'm not the only one who grew up and watched 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Well, you 
we're probably the only one that wants twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Holy hell! Yield that is that is a, a time period like that is a, a piece within your age range. Like I feel like you should have seen that. I probably should have. Ah, uh, Captain Nemo. All right, well. Sponsors, we are proud to be in a partnership with the Humble Bundle. If you don't know what Humble Bundle is, it is a charity initiative that every month bundles together video games, digital books, real books, and uh, sells them at a discount price. Basically, they are bundled together, uh, a bunch of different games, and you get to name your price for that. Now, understand that is each bundle is tiered, so the number of games you get from that bundle is dependent upon how much you spend, but generally the value of the bundle is over $200, so even if you have to pay $20, one, it goes to help charity, and two, you're still getting a great value because you're usually getting 7 to 10 games. To check out what Humble Bundle has on offer this month, go to HumbleBundle.com and sign up for their electronic newsletter to get the latest news. We also are sponsored by amazon.com we know that you shop on amazon it's so easy just to go to a website and have your your i was gonna say underwear but yeah underwear works too uh your toilet paper delivered to your house with free shipping if you have amazon prime but before you go to amazon.com go to go to provengamer.com click on the link that will take you straight to amazon.com it is an extra step but it doesn't take you very much time and it does help out our site quite a bit we provide you know a lot of free content and you know we would just like you all to do this one extra step for us just very quickly. Pretty please. If you would like to support Trophy Horrors and ProvenGamer.com on Patreon, you can go to our Patreon page on patreon.com backslash ProvenGamer. Uh, we have a number of tiers which you can support us at and a number of great rewards for supporting us at those tiers. So definitely go check out the page and see if you can help us out. And as always, if you can't you know, give money to help support the shows or the website, word of mouth. Word of mouth is the best advertising you can have. So tell all your friends, all your family about Nintendo Duel Screens, PG Spoilers, Game Stuff, and Trophy Horse. We also are involved with another charity initiative, Extra Life. It is happening on November 2nd this year. Go to extra-life.org to for more information. Basically, you go to the website to sign up. You pick a children's Miracle Network hospital to represent. You can start a team, join a team, or play solo. From there, you tell all your friends, family, and coworkers, your neighbors, whoever wants to donate, that uh, you are you would like their sponsorship for your gaming marathon this year, 24 hours, 25 hours, I don't know how it falls this year, but the money that they donate to your marathon, 100% of it will go to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that you are opting to represent. The model for Extra Life is Play Games, Heal Kids, and it is the best example of a win-win situation in this universe. Lastly, before we get out of here and do some shout-outs, we definitely want to give a big pre-shout-outs to Felicia Steph and CJ Anderson, our Patreon producers. With that, I am almost out of breath, and I need to suck some wind. Yield, how about you give us your shout-outs? So, I will give a shout-out to you, all the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Thank you for downloading, listening, interacting with all of us in the social medias and on the PlayStation. Uh, a shout-out to Alex for hosting tonight. A shout-out to Polygon and IGN for writing the articles for which we talked about. Don't forget comicbook.com. And comicbook.com. A shout out to those fine people as well. Uh, a shout out to the Bucknuts Fantasy Football Group. Started off, I'm starting off great this year. Fingers crossed. We'll see where we're at at the end of the year. Uh, I, I will get, even though we lost, I will give a shout out to my Bengals because for the first time in like a really long time, I'm actually excited for my team. And. That's a shock. I think the last time that happened so, was when Carson Palmer was taking you all into the playoffs. 
that was probably the last time. So it, it's been a while. Even though they got beat, they looked really good. So fingers crossed they can keep it up next week because I'm a Bengals fan and I know this this train can get derailed by the middle of the week. They got that hunger. They're fierce. Maybe they're a tiger. Anyway, yeah. so that'll do me for this week. Yeah, there's not many tigers running around Cincinnati, though, and especially not Bengals no. tigers. No, Snow Tiger, maybe? Maybe this is the football god's way of punishing you all for picking such a brazen name for your team. There's no Bengal tigers in Ohio. <laughs> there's no Bengal tigers, yeah. Well, I want to give a shout-out to the— Maybe that was better than riverboats. I don't know. I would totally sport some merchandise saying the Cincinnati Riverboats. Riverboats. I want to give a shout out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Thank you all for supporting us and continuing to listen every week. Uh, like I said, word of mouth is the best way to get the uh, the show out there, and we just appreciate your support, your downloads, your reviews. Um, thank you all very much for continuing to be a part of our community. Without you all, we would not be where we are, and we would not be continuing to grow. So again, many, many thank yous to all of you listening out there. Also, give a shout out to Yield for recording this week, as well. Shout outs to Daryl and Tricky for their episode last week, the latest episode of the Fireside Chats. Last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving girlfriend, Ashley. Uh, I love you, honey. Thank you for always supporting me in everything I do and just allowing me to be silly and just be quite often a lot of dumb sometimes. A lot of dumb. Wow. That was fucking perfect for the, the, the concept I was trying to convey there. A lot of dumb sometimes. Uh, allowing me to be dumb quite a few times. And, uh, yeah, allowing me and, you know, she and I just kind of hanging out in our own separate worlds, you know, sitting next to each other, playing video games, me playing Hungry Shark and CTR, her playing World of Warcraft, uh, just all of yesterday, just kind of vegging out. So I love you, honey. And just thank you for, uh, just, just being you and, and, and accepting me. It's awesome. Um, so that is going to bring us to the episode, the end of episode 403 of Trophy Horrors. And until next week. Happy trophy hunting. Later. Well, hopefully, if you made it this far, you have enjoyed episode 403 of Trophy Whores, edited by Resident Daryl. I would like to leave you with this. My updated trophy count. I am a level 43 with a total trophy count of 9,655 with a platinum count of 174.